This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Afternoon, at the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock, or relatively close. When we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. This is a super week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080. The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. The Fan. Welcome in just after 5 o'clock. It is Super Bowl week. No Rob today, though. He's down in Vegas. Should be back tomorrow. But uh, since it is Super Bowl week, thought I'd bring in another O-lineman. So Will Ortner, uh, young up-and-comer at the fan, alarmingly thin for an O-lineman, Whoa. joins me on today's program. I'm, I'm big. I'm calling. You're not 260 big 260 is yeah, big. You're not. 260 is big. Yeah, but you're uncomfortably tall, and so it makes you look all skinny. You're a skinny guy now. I, I am definitely not a skinny guy. Skinny. I'm trying to get there. I'm in my dad bod era you're, right you're now. I've got a little belly underneath. Yeah, There's a little you're, you're tire. Skinny. Like you got that weird belt hanging down. You're not a big guy anymore. It's not anymore. a weird belt. It's, it's like, a normal belt. I just don't like normal belts. Well, it's, it's weird. Your, your belt hangs down. You're like a, a blue whale's lip. It's like a weight loss success story. That thing hangs down like an extra like three feet from your waist. You're you're too thin. I've officially entered the old mother where I'm going to start telling you to like eat lasagna. Are you not eating well? Are we not paying you enough? I eat once a day. Mm. Concerned. No, you shouldn't be. I prioritize cons- protein. You've been, hang- you've been hanging out with Dusty too much, haven't you? I have not hung out with Dusty. You're on that. Enough. You're on that Dusty weight loss plan. I, I have not been on the Dusty weight loss plan. Although I really messed up, I should have asked somebody to sponsor my weight loss. I really messed that up. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, right now realizing. Yeah, that. you got to now that you're in the world of radio. Yeah, you got to get into I that. Start I did LA. Stuff. I did LA weight loss years and years ago. I know. I remember. I thought you did Nutrisystem. No, it was LA weight loss. Yeah. That thing worked. I went. That was like. That was like when I got done playing. I didn't touch a, a gym for like a good solid seven years. Like I finished up and I was like, screw this. And dude, I just, it, it got bad. And like you, you have one of those, mm-hmm. like when you're an old lineman, it goes one of two ways. And you don't think it's that bad until one day, because you don't step on a scale for years. You're like, oh, I'm done weighing myself. The day of, I yeah. was on the scale. <laughs> I was getting down. I was not going to be 315 anymore. Oh God. I remember, I remember getting on a scale. I saw a photo and I was like, oh boy, that was rough. And I went and got on a scale and I thought, I knew it was three spins, but I thought realistically, I was like, ah, oh, like 305, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you watch that three, and you watch that one, and you watch that nine, and you're like, oh! Oh, no! You're like, no! You're like a cheeseburger away from 320. You're like, what? You're like, what? Oh, no. I never got that big. 315 was my peak. That was the peak? That was the peak for me. Well, it was hard. I had to drink a lot of beer and eat a lot of pizza. Yeah. I think my peak was, it was while I was in college, uh, I busted my ankle and I played like the last like month of the season just on uh, painkillers and shots. And so Mm. I didn't have to practice. I didn't do anything. the best. I didn't do anything all week. Like they'd make me go and like ride the stationary bike, like whatever. And like that hand bike sometimes. Yeah. I didn't do anything. And I just sat around and eight and it was rough and then we were getting ready to go to a bowl game so the season ends and then you got like another like two and a half weeks we don't do anything Mm -hmm. so we're getting ready to go to a bowl game and my strength conditioning coach who i love dearly he was like hey suk he's like what he's like what is happening there he's like when's the last time you weighed yourself i was like i don't know so i played at like 308 
like mm-hmm. maybe th- that was typical yeah 308 to like 312 somewhere in there just shy of like 310 mm-hmm. and so i was like oh, i know i put on a couple i'm like ah maybe 315 nope <laughs> got on the scale three two eight <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i was just like what the f 328 pounds and that son of a gun because i went and played in the bowl game and we wore the all-white unis, mm-hmm. and I swear to God, he did it on purpose. He got a hold of someone in the media department, and next year's media guide, they used the freaking photo from that bowl game. That's the Michelin Man photo? It is the worst photo ever. Just all-white and just me. Like, my hel- my face can't fit in my helmet. <laughs> like, my jersey, it's just like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. It yeah. is just awful. And it was like, I will never, ever be that heavy again. It was just, it's... When has that wake up call? You're like, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta make, you gotta draw a hard line in the sand. We we had a coach who would, uh, he would walk by at team dinners, and he'd give you a salad plate and he'd give you a normal plate, and if you were a big guy, he would just give you the salad plate yeah. and tell you, you better, he better not see you eat anything other than a salad. <laughs> God bless, God bless the offensive line. Can't live that way though. Who was get- also a big guy? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the worst when you have some O lineman that's you know O line coach that weighs four hundred pounds and he's talking to you about like being fat. You're like, really? Is he, your nutritionist? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, nowadays, like everyone has nutritionists. They have like eating program. We didn't have any of that. We didn't. We were D two. Yeah, we didn't Can't have any. Of, yeah, we didn't have any of that. You just showed up after practice and it was like, I'll take a chicken sandwich, give me a couple burgers, here's some wings, some bush light, and I'm good to go. There was no nowadays. Everyone's fancy. They got like meal prep and mm-hmm. nutritionists on site. We didn't have any of that. No, no, no. no I no, had no. the uh, two pizzas for twenty one dollar <laughs> deal at Brooklyn's. Uh, mine was the pizza pipeline, a large Ooh. pepperoni, and two large drinks for eight ninety nine. <laughs> you want to throw three bucks on that? You get some twisty bread with it. And you better believe I wasn't sharing. Get your own freaking pizza, <laughs> fat ass. You're like, hey, you share that pizza? Hell no. It's nine bucks. Get your own. Screw you. <laughs> Let's get to the hot five at five. Oh. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the hot five at five. That's hot. The hot five at five on prime time with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The hot five at five with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number five. Well, the thirst trap that is Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady went on the media rounds today. He was on the herd this morning, making all of his uh, Fox rounds. He'll be appearing on every Fox show known to man because they're paying him thirty-seven million dollars a year. To- Though we found out today that he will not start broadcasting until twenty twenty-four. But go look. At, did you retweet the photo? The, the I haven't, photo? but I can't. I I want to recreate it. Yeah, I think we need a Will Orton to recreate the Tom Brady it. pose. At, I don't know how to describe this. Other than it, it's Tom Brady, like on a on a bed, like in Hawaii, wearing the the these high rise Top Gun briefs. Yeah. But his hand is well. You can't you can't let children see yeah, that. You got to cover is, it. His hand is weirdly placed in front of a crotchal sort of region, and then and there's no caption to it. And then the next tweet is that if you want to buy the Tom Brady high waisted underwear, it's very strange. Like, in a day where he's making all the media rounds, he's like, hey, by the way, ladies or men, check this out. Looks what's going on over here. Hey, there's, look. There's trap. It is Tom Brady. I thought about buying him. Number four. I can't live these. Wait, wait. No, I can be a little bit of a wedge. That seems very high. Just, well, you don't pull it up. It's not yoga pants. Those things you don't are pull it up. over your belly. Dude, those things are like, I think you got to be skinny to wear underwear like that. You got well, to be way thinner than what we got going on. Uh, Brian Flores, there was a report today that Flores was one of the three finalists for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. Um, a lot of people thought that, that he was the front runner for that. Arizona, by the way, and the Colts, the only teams uh, to not hire a head coach up at this point. But it turns out that Brian Flores will not be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals because he has actually taken the defensive coordinator position with the Minnesota Vikings. So I would assume by taking that position, that means that he was no longer in the running for that. The other two that are up for that, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals Sweet Lou defensive coordinator and then uh, Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, supposedly the other two top candidates to be the man in Arizona. We're still waiting to see if Jeff Saturday gets hired 
as the head man in Indianapolis and make them the official joke of your Yeah, I it's I don't know why they're doing the four hour interviews either. Have you seen that? Like, yeah. He's sitting in and making every interview four hours. Like he, I feel like at this point Ursay's just bored. He's like, I need to hang out with people. Like, I think he just wants to hire like Jeff Saturday, but no one wants him to hire Jeff Saturday, and then so they're doing everything they can. I think they're just trying to grind down Ursay until he's forced to spend enough time where he's like, please hire someone other than Jeff Saturday. You can't just hang out with your drinking buddy all day. I think you can if you're Jim Ursay. You own the team. I just I would love to hear those internal conversations. Um, now with the Ducks, it was reported that their offensive line coach slash run game coordinator Adrian Clem. Remember, he was the guy that came from the Pittsburgh Steelers, got to Oregon. There was some talk that he was in line to maybe be the Patriots offensive coordinator that he would leave. And as reported, he was out of the running for the Patriots job and said he was coming back to Oregon. Well, it turns out he's going to New England, but not as their offensive coordinator. He will be their offensive line coach. So that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, people were very, very high on him. One of the better viewed offensive line coaches in the Pac-12. He is gone from Oregon. Yeah, that offensive line last year was the top five offensive line in the country. I thought they should have been in the running for the Joe Moore Award. I mean, they didn't allow a sack until, what, the UW game? Yeah, they, so, they led the nation for the entire year in, in fewest sacks allowed. And so I get that they're Fantastic. Like, yeah, they, they, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, well, Oregon has coaches that all they can do is, is recruit and not coach. Well, you could coach. You could coach. The O-line was really really good. It was the strength of that team. Mm-hmm. That run game was absolutely vicious. Uh, Blazers back in action tonight with your two-time Western Conference Player of the Week. Lillard was named uh, Western Conference Player for the second week in a row. He has been on an absolute tear. Uh, Portland coming off a 2-1 and road trip. They lost their last one there in Chicago and they just ran out of gas. They are in uh, action tonight at Moda Center 7 o'clock tip against the Milwaukee Bucks, and I will be attending. This will be my first Ooh, game of the year. Lucky you. I got a buddy of mine who's a big Bucks fan. He's from uh, behind the Cheddar Curtain out there. So whenever the Bucks are in town, we go and uh, we check that are one out. Are you guys courtside? You hanging out? Are uh, you talking? Uh, I don't I don't think we'll be going all Ja Morant. I will not be pulling a Shannon Sharp and threatening anyone to a fight. I think you should threaten Giannis. I think it'd be funny. Do it for the city. If you knock out Giannis, maybe the Blazers win. If I could get a hold of a leg, I'd be worried about his reach. Giannis is such a sweetheart, though. Well, he's got that reach. If he catches you with one of those, you're in some trouble. If I can get into his legs, I think I got a chance. Well, you sneak up behind him. Ah. You, you, you dive bomb. How about this? How about you punk Grayson Allen? He's still on that team. Ooh. Now I'm pretty sure I could whoop Grayson Allen's ass. I think, I think most people can. He, he is. What if he kicked your ass, though? Like, what if he's secret, like, that's, black belt? That's tough. You never know. Steve Blake was that way. Steve Blake was like Ooh. a badass. Like he did a bunch of MMA fighting. Like someone somewhere picked a fight with Steve Blake and got their ass whooped by that dude. And yes, there would be no shame greater than getting beat up by Grace Now. That one would be uh, that'd be That is where they take your man from. Grace Allen. You gotta be careful, man. You think some dude's like some pretty boy and then you're like, oh. He's yeah. from Duke. Yeah. He's hateable. That stupid haircut. Uh the trade is official. Uh Kyrie Irving is a member of the Dallas Mavericks. It was reported earlier today that Brooklyn was kind of slow playing this. They were trying to turn this into a three-way deal. They were trying to flip Spencer Dinwiddie that they got in the deal. They were trying to turn him into something from Toronto, possibly for a Fred Van Fleet or maybe an OG or a Siakam, uh, but apparently that is not going to happen. That deal is complete. So Kyrie Irving is an official member of the uh, Dallas Mavericks. He will be at practice tomorrow and then he should be eligible to play on Wednesday. Um, which was the major news out of the NBA trade deadline, although that is on Thursday. We had Dave Decker on from Blazers Edge earlier. He was talking about in regards to Portland making a deal at the deadline, and he was not real high on anything of substance happening. Just FYI, if you want to go back and check that out on our podcast, you can. I know there's a lot of buzz around Portland, but, I mean, outside of Kyrie, there just isn't a lot of names floating out there, big names. And he was kind of bringing up the point that when it comes to Portland, the only real pieces you have are Nurk and Hart, and in order to get something back significantly, Nurk and Hart are going to be had for more of younger players or or draft picks. You're not going to get a team acquiring Nurk and Hart and giving up mm-hmm. a solid veteran player that's going to make you better. So he thought it might be a little bit hard for Portland to make a deal that actually helps you get better right now. Well, you kind of saw it last year when you tried to deal Powell and Covington and CJ. You yeah. would have thought you would have got a higher return, and you weren't able to do that. So I think this year you kind of go into that already knowing that you're not going to get that type of return that maybe you had been told before. And 
you know what? I thought he did a great job of getting someone like me who was really big on the, we need to make a big splash right now to, Hey, you know what? This wasn't supposed to be a title team. You go out and you make a big splash right now, unless you get Kevin Durant, which guess what? He's not coming to Portland. <laughs> you're not a title team this year. Yeah. So you're going to have to kick the can down the road for another couple of years, but trust the process and hopefully these young players pan out. Somewhere Isaac Rob is rolling his eyes at you and wanted to kick you in the junk. I guarantee he will not have heard anything I've said. No, I Rob is not listening to this on his way back from Las Vegas. <laughs> He's not no. waiting for hot Will Ortner takes. That's definitely not what's happening. That is the hot five and five. When we come back, we'll get into some Super Bowl talk. Primetime right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back in. It is Super Bowl week. And while I'm excited that it is Super Bowl week, I'm also kind of sad because it's the end of football. Like a little bummed. It was weird this weekend sitting around and... I mean, I, I tried to catch a little bit of the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it was on in the background, and, you know, I saw a couple of the leading up to it. I saw a couple of the, you know, water balloon toss and dodgeball, and I watched maybe 15 minutes of the flag football game, but it was weird. It was weird. No college football, no NFL, and, and that's why, like, the Super Bowl to me is like this, it's like the end of the year party. Like, you're so excited, like, you, you're, you're kind of moving on, but you realize you're not going to see your friends for a long time. It's I, I do go through a little bit of an NFL withdrawal. You get to sign the yearbooks. Yeah. Everyone tells you hags. Yeah. Have a great summer. Yeah, call me sometime, but they never call. They never, they never do. Call. There's always, like, a pretty girl that leaves her number yeah. in there, and then you text her, and then you never get a response. <laughs> this is, and I then, mean, what? And then you end up having to hang out with, like, the XFL. Like, I just, I can't, I cannot, I cannot do spring football leagues just the you XFL. Can't smell what the Rock is cooking. The, the, I love the Rock, but God, he's do getting, you? He's getting to be a lot. Well, he seems like the nicest dude on the world, but I just I'm kind of getting fatigued on the Rock. Is there anything cool that he does? No, like other are than, his movies good. No, I don't. But he just seems like such an affable guy. I want to like the Rock, but it's getting harder and harder. He's a and, terrible actor. He is. He's, he's awful. A terrible. And actor. I just plays like, himself. And I feel like the XFL is going to make me hate the Rock. I thought because, he was a better actor as a wrestler than he was as, as an actor. Yes, yes, he needs to go back to wrestling. I could smell what The Rock's cooking. I can't smell what Black Adam's cooking. That thing was such a hunk of crap. That movie sucked. So it's like they're going to press the XFL down our throat, and it's going to be too much, and it will make me hate The Rock. But I am excited for the Super Bowl because I think this I, this should be a good game. Not every Super Bowl matchup I think is a particularly good one. But I think when you look at Philadelphia and you look at, at Kansas City, I love the fact that you have the two number one seeds. Like, it's fun. I get it when you get the underdog. But Philly was the number one seed for a reason, and Kansas City was the number one seed for a reason. I do think you are getting 100% the two best teams. At the start of the year, I had Philly and I had Buffalo. Now, Buffalo turned out to be a bit of a fool's gold. But, you know, Kansas City was, outside of Buffalo, was the odds-on favorite in the, in the AFC. And Philly is going to play this, no one believed in this game. A lot of people believed in Philly. Mm-hmm. We just had the caveat of, and this is what I said, 
I said, if Jalen Hurts plays like a top 15 quarterback, Philadelphia will go to the Super Bowl. Well, it turns out Jalen Hurts played like a top three quarterback in the league, and they were the number one seed and won mm-hmm. 14 games and would have won more had he not gotten hurt. So this little like underdog card that Philly's playing is a total, like to me, the underdog is Kansas City. And it's weird to say because they've won a Super Bowl, they have Andy Reid, and they have Patrick Mahomes. Philadelphia is a better football team than Kansas City is. At least constructed right now, yes. for sure. The way Jalen Hurts has been playing, I mean, you're right. He should have been an MVP. Yes. Last... Had he not been hurt, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts would be the MVP of this league. And and this year, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to steal it. Like I said, the only thing that worries me with, uh, Cle- or, sorry, with Philadelphia is that there are those injuries in key positions. Yeah. But you can make the same argument with Kansas City because they have no receivers. Well, yeah, Hardman is officially on IR, and I think the other ones are going to play. They're not going to be 100%. And then the other one to keep an eye on is indeed Patrick Mahomes. Like, I know that he was very effective with playing the you know the the remainder of the game on the sprained ankle, and then he was obviously you know very good against Cincinnati. The numbers back it up, but mm-hmm. you still in the second half of that game had him walking around on one leg. And I promise you, go ask San Francisco. The Philadelphia pass rush is a hell of a lot different than what they've seen. It's even more. It's even different than than uh, than San Francisco. Look, there's they had seventy sacks. Yeah, I mean, and it's from all guys, all four guys. It's not like KC where if you can find a way to double Chris Chris Jones. Jones. Now, don't get me wrong; you're not going to stop Chris Jones. Yeah, but you can limit Chris Jones with KC. And this isn't like an attack on them. You've got Chris Jones that you got to worry about. He's the big star, and then you've got the guy out of Penn State who I'm spacing on his name. He's got a very uh, European name, Uh, Kerloftis. Is that who I'm thinking of? Is that out of uh, Purdue? Purdue, excuse me, and I knew it was a Big Ten team. And then you've got Frank Clark, who Frank Clark, if he gets a sack or two, he's going to be the all-time sack leader in the playoffs. So they do have a good pass rush, but when you look at Philadelphia's, you've got four to five guys on there that are double-digit sack guys. And they're deep. And And they're absolutely deep. And they're all different, too. One guy is speed. One guy is power. One guy has a combination of both. You just have a lot. It's it's gonna be so much fun. Well, and and you look at and I was I was listening today. You know, Andy Reid was talking about you know the the unique challenge of going up against this front. And I do think when you play a team like Philadelphia, it does limit you a little bit in what you do. Like when you look at San Francisco, and I I know that it, we only have such a small little sample to go off of because once their quarterbacks got hurt, nothing mattered. But so much of what San Francisco does is predicated on the play action game, and they run mm-hmm. a lot of shifts and a lot of motion and misdirection. The problem is, is that when you do that, you end up with, and this is kind of one of those, like trying to get too deep in the weeds, but if you want to run play action pass and you want to run effective play action pass, especially in an offense like San Francisco's where it's not five on five in their run game, they use tight ends, they use a fullback, they use a, a receiver coming back into that run game. You will end up with the man on the line of scrimmage. The end man on the line for the Philadelphia Eagles, which last time I checked, you know, that Hassan Reddit guy, 17 and a half sacks. Pretty good. So when you're in that, when you're in that play action run game, it's not the tackle that ends up blocking the last man on the line it's of scrimmage. The tight end. It's the tight end or it's a receiver or it's a fullback. So when you look at what Philly, what got San Francisco in trouble is people are like, oh, well, well, they had their, you know, they had their backup tight end, you know, blocking Hassan Reddick. Well, they had that because they were in play action. So when you're Kansas City, if you sit there and say, hey, we want to play play action, realize that you are going to put some very vulnerable people in some very rough spots. So Philly can actually dictate some some terms with that defense, where if you're Kansas City, you may have to rethink what you want to do in that play action run game. Because I'm guessing if you went back and asked San Francisco, hey, do we want to stick to our game plan of play action? They may go back and look at that and be like, hey, that wasn't such a good idea because the first few times that we ran it, one, he snapped our quarterback's elbow, and the second time we did it against uh, Reddick was where he had the receiver try to hold him up. Mm-hmm. He planted Josh Johnson three feet into the ground, and then a couple plays later, and Dominican Sue bounced his head off the ground, all in this play-action game. So this is one of those things when Philly runs this defensive front and they can pressure you without having to bring blitzes. It's why I say it's no, no matter what era we play in, it's the great equalizer. There is a reason why Eli Manning has beat Tom Brady in two Super Bowls. And no offense to Eli Manning, but it's not a lot to do with Eli Manning. It was to do with Yuminyora. It was to do with Michael Strahan. It was to do with Justin Tuck. They ran that NASCAR package. Their front four could pressure you without mm-hmm. having to bring pressure. And that's the thing that I love that Philadelphia can do is they will be able to pressure 
Kansas City, take Kansas City out of a play-action run game and still play coverage behind it. I just think that is going to be a very, very unique challenge, especially if Patrick Mahomes is playing on a bum ankle and can't move around. If he can't extend plays and he has to play from the pocket, this is going to be a major, major advantage for Philadelphia. 100%. But you can make the same argument on the other side with Kansas City because when you look at Chris Jones, that guy is a wrecking crew, and he's doing it from the middle. A lot of the issues with DNs being able to get there is the quarterback can step up. When Chris Jones is beating two guys, two-on-one, and he's putting that pressure in the quarterback's face, that's where you're really going to see how strong is Jalen Hurts, how well is he able to, one, avoid a rush, but two, not get rattled because the rush is right in his face. It's going to be an incredible matchup because it seems like wherever there's a strength, the other team has that equal strength or they're going to have a strength at someone's weakness. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Well, and, and you look at, you mentioned Lane Johnson playing on without a, basically a hip, flexor. A, a hip flexor, which, you know. I don't it, know how he moves. It's it's insane, and, and he's still playing at a high level, but you saw against Cincinnati with their backup tackles, um, they kept sliding Chris Jones out in in big moments. They would slide him out. Chris Jones is an interior defensive lineman. They'd move him to that four-eye. They'd move him out inside. To, to, yeah, and, and have him play on that tackle. Mm-hmm. And Chris Jones ended up with a couple big plays, including the biggest sack of the game on that, that led to the, the punt where Kansas City went down and kicked the game-winning field goal. That was They moved Chris Jones out on that right tackle, and he smoked him. And it wouldn't shock me at all if they take Chris Jones in big moments. And Lane Johnson's the best right tackle in football, but playing on that hip wouldn't shock me one bit if we saw Chris Jones playing more in obvious passing situations, moving him outside, and mm-hmm. and and trying to play that one and uh, play that one and one game on him. I, I bet you're going to see a lot of Chris Jones and Frank Clark on Lane, Lane Johnson. Johnson's side Test because it. you can move Frank Clark out wide. Yep. He's known for his jump off the ball. It's one of the best in the NFL. He looks like he's off sides almost every time because he times up that snap count so well. And then you got Chris Jones in there, the amount of games that you can run with those two. And then all of a sudden you put Kerloftis on him, who's known for his power, make him sit back on that leg. The hip flexor that he tore, that's his power leg. That's his post leg. Go after it. Go attack him. And I think KC has a shot at doing the same thing that they did to Cincinnati. And then... And then what they were able to do against Cincinnati too is they were able to shut down the run game, and and they it wasn't really effective, and it was the first time around. And what does Philly do better than just about anyone in the league? They run the ball. That's, I'm just geeked about it. I think it's a really really fun matchup, and I you know Andy Reid is looking at this, and you're going to cook up some stuff on the offensive end, but I I just look at can the Kansas City defense do enough? I think Philadelphia's offense, Philadelphia's defense, just like Cincinnati's did, you can limit Kansas City. You know, Kansas City, I, I don't think is going to put up forty points against Philadelphia. I really don't. And then it goes back to can the Kansas City defense rise to the occasion they did against Cincinnati? I, I just think if J, if Jalen Hurts is healthy, I think the run game of Philadelphia could be the difference in this. Because if you can run the ball, that's where you can get into throwing it a little bit, and you still have a very very young secondary. Um, mm-hmm a very young secondary against Kansas city uh, in Kansas city. So that's, that's why I just, I, I lean towards Philly. I, I, I know my heart, you know, it's like, Oh, it's hard to bet against Andy Reid. It's hard to bet, to bet against Patrick Mahomes. But when I look at these individual matchups, I just think there's a lot that Philadelphia can do that is going to be problematic for the Kansas city chiefs. But I, there's a reason why Vegas thinks this is basically a, a, a pick them. You know, we're, we're, you know, one point and a half, one way, two points, the other, this thing swinging back and forth. This should be an absolute, doozy and if you're Patrick Mahomes you know as great as you are you have one Super Bowl right and I know you're young but this is one of those that you got to take advantage of these opportunities because you look at guys like Aaron Rodgers you look you know Brett Favre there's a lot of a lot of really good quarterbacks that that, you know Joe Burrow right you're like oh Burrow be around forever well getting here is hard enough winning them is a whole other thing and this one you know for a legacy you know legacy type building stuff this is big you start talking about winning two Super Bowls, you're in rarefied air. You look at the number of guys that have won two, especially at such a young age, he's about to put another MVP. You have legacy-defining stuff here with Patrick Holmes. And if you're Jalen Hurts, chance to give everyone the big double middle finger because that guy has overcome just about every doubt you possibly could. Every time they try and put him out, Hurts seems to show up. But at the same time, you could turn this Kansas City team into a dynasty instead of basically being a slightly better version of the Buffalo Bills in the 90s with Jim Kelly. Yeah.
All right, we come back. Uh, a little more football talk, but uh, pivot here because uh, I want to talk talk Russell Wilson for a brief moment. Heard something interesting today coming from the new coach of the Denver Broncos, and I thought it was hilarious. That when we come back here, though, is Buck with SportsCenter. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's a only interesting Super Bowl if it turns into Gardner Minshew versus Chad Henney. That vicious cop fight. It'd be awesome. <laughs> what what it would only be hurts. it would only be fun if both. Like if 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 one of the quarterbacks go down, that sucks. But you if, if Yeah, we you, saw that in the NFC championship. Exactly. Game. But if I told you that, that was gonna happen, but Hertz got if Hertz went down and then Minshew went down, and you had a one armed Brock Purdy versus whoever the emergency quarterback is in Philadelphia, you're telling me you wouldn't watch that? I think that'd be great. It'd be like wing T football. I'd watch that. It'd I'd be watch my that. high school all over again. You ran. I ran the wing tee too. Yeah. Does anyone still do that, or is that officially dead in oh, high school? No, Bellevue still runs it. Yeah. That's how they they win titles, man. <laughs> so you win titles when you have a bunch of short, fat kids as your O lineman. That's how you win titles. Quick it, aside, was it Bellevue who who snapped the long like historic De La Salle streak? Was yep. That, mm-hmm. And it was with that like offense, right? Yeah. yeah it, it was with that offense. That whole that guy's been up there forever. They were yeah. The whole thing. It's like a thousand years old running, running the single wing. Let's go. Yep. Counter counter trap. It doesn't work when you get into better levels of football. Otherwise, Air Force would be winning national championships. Yeah, exactly. You get to a certain point and um, trying to block a guy with your forearm <laughs> in a chicken wing, like you're trying to do the chicken dance, isn't the best way to win football. Oh, yeah. I had a, I had a coach once that wanted us to link arms as offensive linemen. Yep. Mm-hmm. He literally, I was like, what? What, what are we doing? An immovable wedge. If we all linked mm-hmm. arms, it was like some sort of mighty, like Gordon Bombay was coaching us. And you move your legs behind the other person, and you link arms, and you run forward. Yep, I got taught that play, too. You better I, believe it. I had a high school football coach try to teach me that. But I, I got taught I just, that. I just remember just sitting there looking at it, being like, what? what? I'm sure the D1 recruiters are going to get excited about that. <laughs> I was in a right-handed stance on the left side, which I know to people who aren't O-linemen means nothing, but it's a big deal. Yeah. 
And what I would do is when it, if it was a pass play, I would jump in the air and switch my stance so that I had the correct post foot up and kick foot back. Wait, you were playing like some sort of weird kitty cat game? No, it was very much like I believe it's a called dance. dance dance revolution. Yeah. How old were you when this was happening? Uh, well, I would have been what? 12 through 18, 13 through No, 14 wow. through 18. Yeah, that was that was how I played. That's how you played. When I went to college because you, you couldn't figure out to put the other hand down? No, that's I had my right hand down so I could pull. It was easier to pull. And then when I got to college and I had to play left tackle on the very first uh one-on-one I ever faced, I was against uh 23-year-old D tackle yeah. and I just got slammed into the ground. It was beautiful. I would have given anything to watch a college offensive line coach watch you try to do your weird dance dance revolution i was a top recruit how dare you jump attack that is fantastic i didn't know that that existed it was beautiful i'll I'll have to show you the film i didn't know that that was a thing holy cow hey i'll tell you what you know what that got me all state (laughs) god bless washington high school football boy things have changed it's been a long time uh speaking of things changing you know, Sean Payton uh, is the official coach now of the uh, Denver Broncos. They made it official. I saw, too, that they're, you know, they don't release contract details, but they're saying it's around 18 mil with some incentives built in there. So not quite the 20 that he was asking for. So somehow Sean Payton will have to make do with just his 18 mil a year. But he was making the rounds today, you know, kind of being officially introduced as the Broncos coach. And I guess, you know, Russ... Uh, Russ is no longer just a quarterback. Russ is a brand. And apparently when you're a brand, you have you have a team around. Team three, baby. Team three. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. So Russ has his own private coach. And we know that he had like his mental coach, which a lot of people blame. That guy got cancer and died. And they blame him for the cancer he got? No, but the, what they're saying is, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> That's what you just said. <laughs> they're 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 blaming a lot of Russ's problems on this guy passing away being gone yeah they said when he was gone like russ is maybe not the most mentally uh, strong strong guy and this guy really helped balance russ out but russ has a team of people around him he's got private coaches and he's got his mental guy he's got a team he's got his mm-hmm. publicist there you know, he didn't come up with let's ride on on his own and someone today asked sean payton goes orange let's ride someone asked sean payton today if he will be okay with outside coaches and personal team members, a.k.a. Russell Wilson squad, having access to the facilities. And I thought Sean Payton handled this wonderfully. Coach, uh, Russell Wilson had a, a personal coach, Jake Heaps, in the building with access who wasn't on the staff. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. How do you feel about um, players having their own people off the staff in the building access to players? Yeah, that's foreign to me that that's not going to take place here i mean i i'm i'm unfamiliar with it but our staff will be here our players will be here and that'll be it <laughs> i like that at the very end he kind of opened the door for like now i realize i may not understand fully what you're saying but if i think i know what you're saying the answer is no you know how he did the i i, I, I think i it, couldn't be any happier with that <laughs> Hey, coach are you familiar with uh yeah the, the, he like he cuts him off watch how just it just there is no hesitation whatsoever. And then you're right. He does give you the pause of, well, I, look, maybe I'm missing something. But just watch how fast Sean Payton just cho-chops this at the knees. Coach, uh, Russell Wilson had a, a personal coach, Jake Heaps, in the building with access who wasn't on the staff. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. Right, how do you feel about um, players having their own people off the staff in the building access to players? Yeah, that's foreign to me. That That's not going to take place here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it. But our it. staff will be here, our players will be here, and that'll be it. <laughs> I love that he cuts him off, doesn't let him, doesn't even let him get to the question, and then before the question is done, he's already answering it. Yeah, no, that's uh, not that's, gonna. That's, that's not gonna. <laughs> I just, I just love the idea of Russell Wilson that year that Russell Wilson just had, and him having his own personal coach in the building. My question to Jake Heaps, by the way. Blast in the past, by the way, college quarterback great Jake Heaps. What the hell was Jake Heaps teaching Russell Wilson last year? Maybe it's time to get a new personal coach. Holy hell. Well, you have to be nice to Jake Heaps because when he's been attacked before, people have come after them on Twitter. (laughs) You have to be nice to the skyline great Jake Heaps. (laughs) Like, what? Who knew that Jake Heaps, by the way, did anyone know that Jake Heaps was actually coaching? 
And I'm I'm honestly asking, does would I mean he doesn't have a lot of quarterbacking prowess in comparison to Russ, and not that every coach does, string. but like so what what does someone like that have to add besides being a yes man? Or well, like that's a, exactly it. Do you think that's he's, what it is? He's I'm, a yes man. I'm asking Everyone beyond around. that. Is there what else could he do for him that someone else well, with higher stature couldn't do? Stroke his ego. Let me just say this: uh, Jay keeps former BYU great as well. Oh, there's another crappy BYU quarterback who uh, helps, like like Josh Allen. Is that Max Hall, right? That does yeah. it. Like he's he's coaching uh, some of like the best. He's coaching some of the best uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. So maybe what Russell Wilson thought was, hey, there was one crappy BYU quarterback <laughs> that did wonders for Josh Allen. He just connected the dots. Maybe I just find another crappy BYU quarterback, and here we go. The problem is he picked the wrong crappy BYU quarterback. He needs to go find another one. He, Ooh. Needs, he needs to go find uh Skelton? Oh, uh, we've got plenty of them. BYU, uh, this is what we do. Zach Wilson Zach now? Wilson. Any, what's Taysom Hill doing, really? Taysom Hill has a good relationship with Sean Payton. Get Taysom Hill on the phone. Taysom Hill sucked at BYU. I Go think, get him. I think you're missing an avenue here because you are a BYU great. You yes. need to find some O-linemen and go, hey, yes, hey, I can teach you how to be great. Are you interested in learning from someone who wasn't very good at something to teach you how to do it? To be fair, you don't have to be a great player in order to be a great coach. But I, I do think it's kind of funny that like Aaron Rodgers' brother and like every failed BYU quarterback is now these quarterback gurus. But I just love the idea of, of Sean Payton being told about Jake Heaps. The great. Hey, hey by the way, uh, Coach, just so you know, this Jake Heaps guy is running around. What, is he on our staff? Well, no, not really, but... Uh, yeah, he works with Russ. He's his personal coach. Sean Payton looking down at Russell Wilson's numbers. Yeah, he's not coaching him anymore. He's not hanging out. Like Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady had his own personal guy. Remember he had that weird guru? Alex Guerrero, yeah, the Alex TV12 Guerrero. method. Now, the difference is Tom Brady had five Super Bowls at the time. I think if you have five Super Bowls, you can bring in a guru. That's but even that caused a rift. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it made like Bob Kraft have to choose sides between Belichick and Brady because those two guys didn't see eye to eye on the personnel. And... Yeah, it only works because you're Brady. Not everyone else in the NFL gets to have that. Oh, and by the way, people are bringing up uh, Ty Detmer. Hello, another BYU quarterback, although he was actually good but sucked in the NFL. What about Coy Detmer? Yeah, was he also Detmers. BYU? Yeah. Both oh, no, 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 no. Coy Detmer was Colorado. Okay. Now, I did see Brett Favre was, uh, and I don't know if I believe this or not, but Brett Favre claims that Ty Detmer taught him what a nickel defense was. That's right. I have seen that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have seen the clip. I saw the clip going around, and it was like Brett Favre is on some sort of like redemption tour now. I think he's just speaking to a lot of like certain groups that don't really care. Yeah, and you know what I mean. He didn't steal from them. Certain political groups, but Mm, shocker. Yeah, they love him. It doesn't matter. But he's like, he's like, yeah, I steal some welfare money, but eh, I'm Brett Favre. Yeah, he was given some sort of speech, and he claims that he was in Green Bay like his third year or whatever, and, and Ty Detmer was his backup. And he asked Ty what a nickel defense was. And Detmer's like, thought he was joking. It's Brett Favre. He's the starting quarterback. Now, he wasn't Brett Favre at the time, but he was the starting he quarterback. Had a Super Bowl, wouldn't he have? No. By the year three? No. When was his first Super Bowl? Oh, that was deep into it. Oh, yeah, he I, thought he, he, I thought he had his first Super Bowl early. No, no. And I mean, he was young looking, but he was he was still playing for it, quite a few years before it came. Around. Mm. And if you believe Brett Favre that that Detmer thought he was joking, and he's like, "No, I'm serious." And and Detmer goes, "Dude, they just take out a linebacker and bring in a, an extra DB." And he's like, "That's it?" And he's like, "Yeah." And Brett Favre's like, "Why didn't they just say that?" And you're like, "Oh my god!" I saw a documentary on it, and he and the, the line he follows up with, he goes, "But there's still just eleven guys on the defense, right?" Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, it's still just eleven guys." He's like, "So what do I care?" Like, what's the difference? I I don't know whether to believe that or not. I kind of want to. But at the same time, it seems like just totally implausible. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, man, not everyone that's really good um, cares. cares or is as knowledgeable as you think. I had a buddy of mine that I played with that was an offensive line with Michael Vick at Virginia Tech. And he said that Vick couldn't, he, he couldn't relay the plays a lot of times. So Vic would get a play, and then he would just kind of screw it, and then it just ended up being improv. But Vic was just so talented, it didn't really matter. But he said it was like at Virginia Tech, they really didn't run any sort of structured offense because Vic wasn't really interested in in doing any of it. 
and so he wouldn't take the time to learn it. And it didn't really matter because he was Michael Vick. And he was just that much better. And they played for a national championship. So the idea that that Brett Favre didn't know what a nickel defense was, like three or four years in NFL's career, I know it seems absurd, but I don't think it really is. Uh, very believable to me. I just love that idea. I love the idea of Brett Favre going to his backup. Hey, man, what's a nickel? <laughs> Seriously, what? Yeah, yeah, what's a nickel? Oh, yeah, it's just linebacker out, corner. Oh, yeah, it's fine. The Magellan is Brett Favre. Beautiful. And don't worry, he didn't steal any of that money. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, he borrowed it, right? I repaid some of it. Did he? Willie? He's a terrible human being. He sucks. Terrible. Terrible human being. But he was good at football. He was good at football. And if Herschel Walker has taught me anything, it's in certain parts of this country. If you're good at football, it doesn't matter. Oh, you what don't else think Breck could get elected in Biloxi or, oh, or Hattiesburg? He's about to get elected, elected so he doesn't have to go to jail. <laughs> That's probably true. Brett Favre could take any political office in Mississippi and it would not matter. All right. One more second before we move into Club 1080. You got primetime right here. 1080 the fans. It's time for a Ducks report. The inside story on Oregon athletics brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. We got no sound on this one, uh, but we will go with this. The Ducks are in need of an offensive line coach currently because their uh, offensive line coach slash run game coordinator, uh, Adrian Clem, he was originally thought to maybe be looking at the offensive coordinator job at New England. Uh, then he was out of the running for that, so everyone thought he was safe. Well, it turns out he was not safe uh, with the Ducks. He actually took a position with the New England Patriots, but he will be their offensive line coach slash run game coordinator. So he uh, leaves the Oregon Ducks short one coach. Mods PDX, the future building is here. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We ate up all our time talking about crappy BYU quarterbacks trying to coach Russell Wilson. Although I got a text from a buddy of mine, uh, my dentist, who is a diehard BYU fan because, well, he's Mormon and he's dentist, which means you're a BYU fan. Like have all, to be. I think like every other dentist is a Mormon. I don't know what that is. I, I think I missed the call, and I think that's maybe why I had a falling out with the church is that I wasn't a dentist. It's like every other dentist is a Mormon. It's amazing. You get the laughing gas, and it speaks to you through the Lord. I do like laughing gas. It is fantastic. I don't know mm. why that is, but there are a lot of them out there. But he was talking about, like, BYU has – I'm going to put BYU's crappy quarterback bus against any any schools in the country. Like, this is what BYU do. BYU is known for, like, two things, Right. No sex and drinking and bad quarterback play. Oh, I was going to say soaking in there. Well, yeah, yeah, that that too. Yeah, that one. Maybe number three things. Three. Maybe that's why the quarterbacks aren't any good. They're always good in college. Like every like couple years, they produce like a kid, and you're like, oh, they got with a Jaron Hall coming out, yeah. supposed to be like a first or second round pick. Guarantee he's going to be terrible. Well, when you had a good quarterback since Steve Young. Well, when you're two or three years older than everybody, <laughs> like yeah, like if I went and Is played high school is- football right now, I bet I'd be pretty good. Well, you could still do that. You can still no, dom- you can't. You like well, they had that one. Like there, there was some lady. Some you're a substitute uh, teacher. Yeah, I'm not that, that much of a loser they had though. That 23 year old that was dominating girls JV basketball. Let's yeah. get, let's get you a let's get you a they shave you up and throw you in a uniform. The, let's go. The bigger issue is that she was on JV, the JV team. She's 23. That's you're the an best adult. way to do it. Like if I'm going to compete at a high school level, I'm not competing against the varsity. No, give me that JV kid. Give me that poor like 60 year old fat kid. I'll play against him. She wasn't good enough to go out and make the varsity, but no, you know what? We're going to cheat and have her on the JV team. Well, every dude thinks that he can go out and play like against high school kids and dominate. Cannot. And realize that that's fine and dandy until you run it against like an Indomitian Sioux. 
remember Indomitian Sue in, in high school, or I saw like like video of like Penny Sewell playing in high school. Realize that Kayvon Thibodeau, Justin Flo, you know, yeah, you may be able to dominate some slacker, fat 16-year-old kid. There are some high school kids that are going to be playing at the D1 level, like playing and starting, that would whoop your old ass. I always love that old man that thinks he's like, oh, I'd go back and dominate high school. Would you? I don't remember you being that good in high school. I don't think you're that good now. By the way, I'm pretty sure you might have a heart attack about seven seconds in. It's a big different. It's a different animal when you've been sitting on your couch for years and like, oh, yeah, no, I'm in shape. I go to Zumba at the crunch or, oh, no, I go and do yoga hey, hey, or Pilates. It's not bag on the Zumba, huh? That crunch Zumba, let's go. Hey, the crunch Zumba is fantastic as a crunch user. But, uh, look, I've seen the Zumba classes. I don't think anyone as a scout is going in there looking for the next great basketball star. No. No, but we all have or that. Dancer, we all have honest. that belief. Now, JV, I, I'll dominate some JV. I'll, I'll, I'll kick some JV ass. Varsity? Eh. I got five fouls. <laughs> I got five fouls. Five hard fouls to get. I'm not saying that I'm going to win, but I will give you hard five See, fouls. you're young enough. You can still do it. You're like 25? I'm 25. Eh, you're fine. You can, you can get some I don't look 25, though. No. It's pretty obvious that I am way older yeah well the bald thing doesn't it doesn't help you it does not no. Between the beard and the you know it's 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 not good not many bald 18 year olds hey my brother was well my, yeah my brother was bald at like 16 or 17 just like the marines the few the proud all right when we come back club 1080 uh we got coast guard news we'll talk a little grammys got some stuff that we'll get into club 1080 when we come back this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.